Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hi, it's Melissa Joy here today and so pleased to be joining you for 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. We have just completed the 2021 tax season and I think today and now is the perfect time for you to be planning for the best tax season next year because once you get to the end of the year, there's not actually much you can do to plan, but during the year, especially when you have the information that you now know if you filed your tax returns already, then you have what you need to really do the planning today and throughout the rest of the year. So that is the point of our podcast today. We're going to be talking about the game plan that you may need for your taxes going forward. And I have just four main points. And I want to get started by talking about how you can address surprises from last year. And then we will talk about how you may need to work with a professional or multiple professionals, um, what it means to pay estimates or extras, and then um, what to do if you were one of those people who had to file an extension this year so you don't have your taxes done quite yet. So let's get started. And the one thing I think is most important, because you have your tax return, hopefully you've completed your taxes for last year. So I would like you to evaluate and see, were there surprises this year that when you filed your taxes, do some things need to change? And if so, what are you going to do about it? So the number one thing that comes up for many people, especially if you're employed with a paycheck that you get from an employer, is that um, you have a withholding election that you decide how much you're going to take out for state and federal. There's typically some guidelines Um, some rules of thumb that your paycheck software will use. And you may need to adjust those withholdings. You may need to adjust them because you're in a relationship and you're filing jointly and the other person is earning more or your income has changed or your family status has changed or you have outside investments that are adding to your tax bill. But if you don't make an adjustment now, you may end up owing again next year and you don't want to make a habit out of that. Um, conversely, if you were someone who received a huge refund, then that's money that is kind of being given to the government to hang on to for many months, if not a year. And you may want to lower your withholdings so that you are able to get access to the funds that you need over time. Now, I'm not one of those people who, you know, says absolutely you cannot get a refund because I know also from a mental accounting perspective, many of you may use those refunds, um, whether it's to fund bigger bills or, you know, it's kind of an emergency fund. So I know not everybody's the same, but all things being equal, if you're able to more properly budget and not overpay on your taxes, that can be useful for many people. Um, For other people, this year was a in particular, because there have been several years in a row of good investment returns, this year had a higher tax bill if you were someone who had taxable investments. So I would tell you to pay attention and see if your investment portfolios are as tax efficient as they could be. 
And this is its whole separate podcast topic that we will tackle one day because there are so many ways that nowadays that you can kind of convert a tax inefficient investment portfolio into one that is more efficient. Some of those ways could be your cost basis election, not reinvesting into investments that are not tax efficient. Um, You can also um, make sure that you are being thoughtful when you rebalance. You can group different accounts that have different tax bills so that you look at them all as a whole and then make adjustments in your portfolio when the accounts that don't have a tax bill. So there's a lot of ways. I'm just throwing out some ideas. But if you are kind of struggling and saying, why am I paying so much for my investment accounts? Now, most of them should have made money last year because most general investments were higher. Um, but you want there's ways to be more tax efficient. And certainly having a review with your investment manager, if you don't have an investment manager, then we do the, that work here, then I certainly think that would be appropriate. And it would be a great time to think about that now because there are adjustments you may want to make intra-year. Because like I said, after 1231, the taxes, you know, everything is just reporting then because all of the tax implications have happened during that calendar year. Some of you, if you work at a company, are making decisions at your company that could impact your tax bill. So um, the most common is that you're deciding how much you're going to defer into a retirement account, or you may also be deferring funds um, either Roth versus traditional accounts. So some of them have a tax deduction up front. Some of them give you a tax beneficial situation when you take money out way down the road. Um, so your retirement elections may need to be adjusted. And they may, um, if you were a younger saver with a lower income, you may have done Roth contributions all the time, which means that you don't get a tax break up front. Um, and now maybe your income is getting higher where you could really use a break um, and you may decide to switch to some traditional contributions or um, where you get a tax deduction. You don't report that income. Um, and it just depends on your personal circumstance. It also depends on your perspective on taxes. So not everybody is the same, but I would encourage you to have a conversation if you're someone who's kind of looking for a tax break. If there's any flexibility on your retirement elections, then we should talk about it, um, or you should talk about it with your financial planner or your CPA. Some of you might have a deferred compensation plan, and in that case, you would be able to defer reporting income with one of these plans. Um, That would typically be offered to you during a benefit period and you make a once-year election as to whether you're going to put money there. And we have some clients who are executives at companies that have those options and that would be an option to modify your taxes. More and more of our clients are receiving equity compensation in the form of restricted stock units, incentivized stock units, or ISOs, um, or non-qualified stock options. These are, of course, areas that have tax implications and your decisions around them. So that's something that you may need to review or make a game plan for this year. Um, And then also, of course, if there's been a change in your life, whether one of your kids is no longer a dependent or you have a new child, um, if you are widowed or have been divorced um, or have a new dependent, all of these uh, life changes can impact your taxes over time and may need to be reviewed so that you have appropriate planning and aren't shocked or surprised when you get to tax filing next year. So I always like to tell people, you know, don't wait until it's time to start filing your taxes if you need to work with a new professional. And that really kicks us into the second point of the conversation, which is when is it appropriate to discuss with a professional? And by a professional, I mean 
your financial planner, of course, your CPA or an enrolled agent or your tax professional. Sometimes attorneys get involved as well. We work with a lot of divorcing people and they previously they would file taxes jointly and then they switch over to filing individually. And so they may need a new tax professional. It wasn't kind of their person who was filing the taxes in the past. And rather than wait till next January or February to find that person, we often like to make that introduction now so that they can get to know the person that they're going to be working with and tell them your situation. And then you can get kind of a better idea of being on the same page and looking for opportunities to make decisions. We haven't even covered people who are self-employed where there's even more both opportunities and areas of complexity, um, but certainly, you know, having a trusted tax professional on the team is very helpful as well as financial planners who can coordinate in that case. So some of you may be kind of shocked and surprised because you have owed taxes this year and you had to write a check perhaps, and you maybe weren't expecting that. And then when you owe money in a year um, with your tax return, then you typically um, or often are expected to pay a tax estimate next year, especially if you're in the same circumstances. So you could make adjustments with, to your withholdings, as we discussed before, but otherwise there are estimated payments. The first one actually gets paid at the same time that you file your taxes. So you may have made kind of two payments, um, one for what you owed last year and then an estimate in April. And then the remaining payments are June and September, the final estimate is in January. Um, so some of you may be paying those estimates maybe the first time and you're wondering why, you know, I just tally it up at the end, but the IRS can um, charge penalties if you don't pay everything that you owe. And so figuring out your estimates can both give you a breathing room of knowing that you had a plan um, in kind of anticipation of next year when instead of having to write a big unexpected check. And then it also keeps you kind of um, better and better um, in the eyes of the IRS. And so, you know, if your circumstances change, you can certainly add in and say, well, last year was a high income year and it's not going to be the same way this year. And then sometimes you need to do some truing up and figuring out what the real deal is toward the end of the year, because there may be some variables, including your investments um, or bonuses and things like that, that, that may not be consistent. You may not be able to forecast. So we always like to give a reminder for those types of clients, especially when they have investment accounts that may impact their taxes to, we like to do a little check-in in November, December with them and their tax professional, the client and the tax professional to just say, Hey, here's what we're seeing from our end. We have a great tax snapshot report that we can show people so that we people can understand um, and make adjustments for that last payment in January. So then you kind of have everything planned out and there's no surprises when it comes to April. And then finally, um, the fourth thing I wanted to talk about is some of you, you may do this every year or this may be the first time, you may not have gotten everything you needed in order to complete your taxes for 2021. And in that case, you file an extension um, which is very foreign and can be very anxiety-inducing for people that are not used to doing that filing. Now, for some people, you do it all the time because maybe um, it's hard to get your business um, income all sorted out in time, or you may be waiting for some reporting that gets delayed. So there are certain types of reporting 
um, especially for less liquid investments that just doesn't come through. You don't get the reports. They, in, in fact, themselves delay, and then you have to delay too. So in that case, you have until October um, to have your new tax deadline if you extend it. Um, but you may want to do all the work. Like, you know, if you just threw up your hands and was like, we're like April 15th, it's not going to work. Well, you, you may not want to wait till the next deadline and, you know, pick things up October 10th. Um, that can be very frantic. So get the work done that you can. And it does not mean that you don't owe money. So you have to pay your estimates along the way as well, or what you think you may owe in taxes. Um, So I just encourage people to be proactive, whether it's about your extension and making sure things get done appropriately, but also please do be proactive um, when it comes to your tax planning. So tax planning is a lot of people just do that tax reporting side of things. You listen to this conversation and wrote down something that you're like, yeah, this applies to me. Well, start the conversation today. Don't delay so that you have a good grip on as much as you can understand and control when it comes to filing your taxes next year. Tax planning now and over time can only lead to better financial decisions, more realistic expectations. And because of this, you know, more confident, you know, kind of approaches to both your money and your taxes and tax planning can always be helpful in alleviating the anxiety that comes along with it. So I hope you appreciate this kind of meteor tax conversation. We're always here to discuss further if part of the conversation was felt like something that you need to talk to a financial planner about. And while we do not provide tax advice, we're not CPAs, we certainly are thinking about tax implications and the decisions and conversations that we have with clients. So we're happy to be a sounding board for the things that you're thinking about. With that, have a great week, and we'll look forward to having you back again to listen to a 52 Pearls episode down the road. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter, also found on our website.